0: Okay, <clears throat> if I don't say hello, um, will it still?
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to step away.
2: No problem. That was that was all here. <laughs> <sighs> so recording so, is Tim, that...
1: you were saying you had good visibility. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, we there. did. <laughs> um, it, it was a shallow. What's up? Oh, it's jumping around, the, the, the quality. Yeah. But uh, you guys, I was, I was just listening to episode 29, and you were talking about invisibility all around. And uh, even at the quarry right now, we've got like 20 feet, which is really bad for the quarry. But I was in the river on Tuesday with a dive team training. We had 15 foot. In the river? In the river, in Detroit River.
0: So. <laughs> Any tires or anything else obstructing the view?
1: No, it's actually a pretty cool place to dive. We're not up in the Detroit city. We're down towards the lake, so it's... Uh, a lot of weeds, but uh, it's usually grubbing for bottles. And uh, I found what I call a heartbreaker. It was the. Uh oh. I looked and I saw I saw the perfect. I was like, "Oh my god! It's finally a round bottom glob top." And uh, I reached over and grabbed it and pulled it out of the silt and only
2: got half. <laughs> oh. <sighs> so
1: you go. Oh,
0: yeah, no. that's that's not even fair
2: yeah well what we'll do is let's just go ahead and start talking Uh, we'll skip the whole news thing because i think that's just gonna press our luck and we'll just chat about the dives we've had over the last couple weeks as long as we can stay connected i'll edit it together and we'll call it a show we'll get back into the we'll get back into the the ring of things we'll call this uh four diver round table and uh we'll we'll see how it works so Uh, so tonight we got Mac, uh, Don McEnany, uh, Jim Clement, and Rick Sinowick. Did I say your name right?
1: It's Rich Sinowick.
2: Rich yeah. Sinowick, okay. I'm used to slaughtering everybody's names, so that's, that's actually pretty good. So, uh, so our our last dives, uh, at least for the, the three of us, uh, Jim, Mac, and myself, is we went up to Sheboygan for the club dive. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to say that uh, it, it exceeded expectations, at least for me. Uh, I, I I won't. I hate to say I, let, I had my standards pretty low, but I've just heard so many stories, and I just did not want to believe them. So, I, I anything that was decent diving was going to be great, and that was awesome. I can't. I can't wait to go back. What were your thoughts, Jim?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad I went and I'm definitely going to go again next year. Um, it was a lot of fun my son that was his first opportunity to get on a wreck on uh, one of the Great Lakes. Uh, we visited the St. Andrew uh, up there in uh just off of uh, outside of Sheboygan and uh enjoyed that and looked at some of the the crayfish and and bass that were making it its home and uh, did a uh, little bit of grubbing around uh, some of the fallen piers and things like that. <clears throat> One thing that was really interesting was the river, when we dropped the boats in the water, could look down off of the uh, the launch dock and see the boat trailers as we were waiting to, to load the boats. And around here, um, that trailer's in the river water, it's gone. You really can't see it. Visibility is like two inches, so that was neat to see up there. Uh, it was fun, good food, good times, good diving. Uh, I'm in for next year.
2: And, and Mac, you went up quite a bit before us. <clears throat> yeah, was we it? went up Tuesday. Went up Tuesday, so you had <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of diving ahead of us. Did did you get to dive Tuesday?
3: Uh, We didn't dive Tuesday. We had uh, 50-mile-an-hour gales. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And so when we went out Wednesday, uh, we went out and had about five waves hit us from five different angles. So we came back in and dove the river.
0: And that that proved to be good diving there, too, didn't it?
3: Oh, absolutely. You saw the pictures. Yeah. Uh, I think Rich did, too. He was commenting on our uh, gigantic clam. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was cool. That was hands down the coolest thing I've seen pulled out of a Michigan river yet.
2: <sighs> so, so yeah. Any any theories or, or or Mac? Why don't you describe what that clam looked like to the people who didn't see it?
3: Well, they need to go to the uh, diver, the Met Club website there, and we've got it there under our treasure. I'll give an appreciation for some of the chain that we were able to find, a couple of the smaller anchors, uh, some of the logging tools. Uh, I was sort of surprised to find them in the channel where we did. But uh, any place I can go that has good 10, 15 foot visibility on a river, that's the place to go diving. Uh, The other item I think that surprised me was uh, being able to find that Octagon base hutchie bottle. That's the first one I've seen one of those. That was nice. And I think you found that round bottom.
2: Yeah, I found that uh, it was a kind of round bottom. What what do you think that was, a wine bottle?
3: No, no, no. Well, it's a hutchie. I could have almost anything in it, but it was designed to be laid down on a rack like a wine bottle. Ah. They just wanted to make sure the cork stayed wet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that was one I found just peeking out of the bottom at me. Just a little bit of chip around that rim. Otherwise, that would be a, a perfect bottle but definitely a keeper
3: Uh, well I would have liked to have found it but uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) well I can't we can't let you find everything I mean you only out out, out grub us about four to one so uh, we have to have something to to show now I try what, what wrecks did you – did you get a, did you do any wreck dives while you were out there, or was it mostly just the, the river and uh, kind of the log pile?
3: Uh, we went ahead and buoyed those other ones for you guys, the chief, uh, the two rubble wrecks out there on the opposite side of Duncan Bay. Uh-huh. We went out and uh, tagged those, and we went over and tagged the third wreck, the grabbing wreck, uh-huh. over in the opposite side of Duncan Bay. Oh, okay, and That's where you guys were diving, but you were diving more towards the uh, – here, but that's still part of that lumber camp that was on that side, and that's where all those pilings are coming from. Yeah, and that's why wire is off to the left. That's a newer spot that's still got the pilings and the lumber, and that's where those carts.
2: Yeah, well, th- it'd be interesting to see those. C- we got Jim.
0: I'm back again. What happened there?
2: That was probably my connection. Just squeezed itself off to the point where it couldn't go anymore.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Have we got everybody back on?
2: Almost. Uh, there's Mac. Yes. There's
3: Mac. <laughs> I'm back again.
2: He's back. <laughs> and uh, luckily we didn't. And then uh, let's see. Now we've got almost got Rich almost rich
0: it just said he got kicked out again and I'll tell you what this is painful it is it
3: is It is. even are <laughs> talking you're you're breaking up so I don't know that usually means I'm gonna lose you or something
2: <laughs> okay well the the recording works so far. So the nice thing about this is we'll have little short segments yeah, I can splice together. together. <laughs> can you? Can am I breaking up to you, Jim?
0: It it kind of runs uh, in spurts. Right now you seem to be pretty clear.
2: Okay. Yep. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Okay. A little tensely, mm-hmm, okay. but but not too bad.
1: Well, that that's my my junky microphone. <laughs> I, I even put it on my Skype. I gotta get a better microphone. I'm just saving up.
2: Yeah, I know I'm the same way. We've this this headset here is is a, a not too bad one. It's about seventy, eighty dollars. But uh, you know the next one to really get into, uh, we'll get some fancy ones, where they'll be the just like the you see in the studios on the booms and the mics and the cough cards and stuff. And that allows us to eat chips more when we're okay. <laughs> Oh, it's like target practice. <laughs> yeah. You know
1: you know that Skype that Skype sound and the hang up and the re hook should be your next ringtone.
2: <laughs> we that's what we'll do. <laughs> we
1: <laughs> that's <Skype>. horrible. <laughs>
2: Bloop boop. <laughs>
0: that makes that's
2: oh, oh. Well
0: Is Mac still ringing?
2: he's still ringing we've got it it's recording now well so in, until he answers i see him typing away <laughs> i think we may okay. give it up okay but uh yeah that water up there was amazingly clear that was unbelievable
0: yep and it was uh it was cooler what was the bottom temp uh, out in the lake uh, on that saint andrew wasn't it in the low 40s 42 43 something like that mm mm-hmm. mhm so our theory of warmer water up north is is all wet because <laughs> at the same depth this past weekend it was almost sixty degrees exactly. So
2: sixty degrees. Where were where was that? Sixty
0: degrees. It was just off of South Haven.
2: Uh, so you dove on the, the Rockaway. Rockaway. So on yep, the Rockaway it. was sixty degrees.
0: Yes. Yeah, oh, it's almost wow. the exact same wow. depth as. Uh,
2: I was on, on the, the Rockaway Nando, so. and. I think it was the end of July, beginning of August, and it was thirty nine. What? Thirty nine. Way. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> now now tell me on that Rockaway. We were... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, we're we're jumping around, so we're going the Rockaway, which was your your dive this last weekend. But did it have that center that center board? Did that remind you the uh the one we saw up in Sheboygan?
0: it sure did. And finally that I, once I knew what it was, it was more interesting to me. Um, and it's, it's also got a big, uh, keel box or, or swinging keel box, or I don't know what the exact phrase for it is. Maybe Rich, you can help me with that. Um, nope. but, it, <laughs> uh, <nope. laughs> but, uh, it's, it's a good hidey hole for, for catfish. There were a couple of big catfish, um, that were running around down there that were just, that that's what interests me. Hanging out around some of the wrecks, the things that decide to live there after, long after, we're right. done with them.
2: What, what um, was that wreck that but, we? Go ahead.
0: The the anchor chain and the um the windlass, uh, we found all that stuff and we hung around down thirty five minutes down there and then uh, uh, went up and and the other guys hung down there for another 10 10 15 minutes i would guess so it was a nice leisurely dive
2: well at that temperature i mean you could just about stay there all day until you ran out of air oh
0: yeah oh yep. man exactly
2: so so that, that 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 proves that uh you know lake michigan diving there later in the year is still great
0: oh yeah and it, you know one of the things that i was appreciating was thinking sitting sit there thinking i was trying to blow bubble rings you know me i'm, I'm hanging out on my safety stop and um thinking how many more days are we going to get like this um on the lakes this season and contrast that to the experience that rich had this past weekend on on the, the lake over by him um you know just bad weather kind of blew up not really forecasted for and um those days are going to be more and more and the good days are going to be less and less as we go on
2: yeah i, I think we just got to take advantage of it when you got the good weather
1: yeah, yes. it's always hit and miss this time of year.
2: Yep. So I got
1: one one more shot this weekend for a charter, and then the charters are over for me. Um, we're doing uh, we're gonna try to do the North wind North Star, and the Regina on Sunday. But uh, I was really worried. Uh, Tuesday was my first dive this month in that river. That was the first time we've gotten out. All the charters been blown out, and and the weekends that I've had, like the you know, a week of Corey, I had too much work to do down there. We're doing a treasure hunt and couldn't dive. And it's like, I was looking at it going, man, this might be the first month I've missed in seven years. Oh, wow. Nope. Nope. I, said, nope. <laughs> I got to dive in. I got 40 minutes in the in the Detroit River just off of Grosse and came back with uh, a couple of broken treasures, but it was still fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, you said that you were out there with a, a dive team. Was that a, a rescue dive team or?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I uh, I um, train with a uh, team that's at the Detroit Metro Airport. The Detroit Metro Airport has a it's it's called the Metro Airport Water Rescue Team, and uh, we're putting doing that for about two years now. But uh, we've uh, we go and do a training dive once a month, and uh, this was no exception. But Every once in a while, we'll get to train in some place that's, I mean, we get to train in places that are always cool, but uh, this one, we happen to have two new guys with us, so it was a real simple no nonsense, just let's go have a couple dives in, and and, and it was just great. It's just, I mean, it's dope on the rope type stuff where you're doing little in search patterns, and you're doing back and forth, but search patterns are fun, especially when you're on a line, you don't have to worry about navigation.
0: <laughs> right. Right, you can concentrate on the bottles.
1: Yep, Turned straight on the weeds. In this case, it was weeds, and and it was like you jump in the water and you figure, okay, you're gonna be the second guy in. You're never gonna see a thing, but the the current was just enough to not be uh, annoying, and but just enough to let you pull all the, the the silt and stuff out. And so you worked your way up the river and you worked your way back. And the up the river you were in clear water, and back you were in your cloud of your own making. Mm-hmm. But it was it was uh, it's always. I mean, a dive's a dive. It always. It is always fun right right but That's pretty uh, it good. surprised me that the river was clear though it's a really surprised me because the quarry's been kind of murky but it's 80 degrees on the surface right now and 65 on the bottom wow yeah it steams at you night it looks like a hot tub
0: <laughs> yeah do you think yeah. the the uh visibility is is biological meaning you still have the algae blooms and that kind of thing, or or what's going on? Do you think?
1: Well, uh, this is just from experience. I've never talked to anybody about it other than 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 knowing it always happens every year. Is when the thermocline with the water on the bottom gets close to the temperature at the top. Both in the spring and the fall, you see that the the visibility is horrible, and mm-hmm. also the warmer the water gets, the greener it gets. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, when you're in water temperatures about 50, 55 degrees, you get 100 foot visibility when you get into 80 degrees, it's you can't have both, you can have bathing suit water and and really clear. But <laughs> I mean it's I mean t- it's still 20 foot visibility and you're just spoiled because it was 50 foot to 100 foot and, and <laughs> when I talked to you guys in April right. it, we had 100 foot visibility. But it'll get oh, better yep. I mean, as 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 the year goes goes down and then you were talking about this time of the year slowing down. September seems to be the worst because you can never tell the weather where when you get towards the end of October, beginning of November, you know, it's going to be cold. So you can get Mm -hmm. into place. Yeah.
0: We'll
2: we'll start moving here into the river. I think, uh, I think it was about the time last year we started diving there in Niles.
0: Yep. I think we had, we were getting about, uh, ready to start there in, you know, it, some of the smaller lakes. I'll be jumping back in. Uh, uh, I know I'm horrible, but Singer, uh-huh. uh, because visibility will start picking back up again a little bit, and, and going and checking out some of those other smaller dive spots that we've got around here. But like you said, Rich, in the Midwest, it's the colder it gets, the better the visibility, and that's uh, that's what we've got to live with.
1: Yeah, and it's it's not about cold water; it's about being cold. So if you dress up, dress for it, you're good. You guys get dry suits yet?
2: <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not, yet. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta
1: gotta work on
0: that. Um, yeah. It was, uh, you know, it was one of those things that was all budgeted out, and uh, well, things happen. But yeah. uh,
2: I, I if... I'm I, I'm I'm counting on Santa bringing me a dry suit.
0: <laughs> so that would be awesome. Did, Forget the did, stockings did, over the fireplace and bring me a dry suit. Well, that,
2: it's that's part of the stocking. it's just it's going to be go go up over my neck.
1: Yeah. Does she
2: know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, not not yet. But uh I think with all the work I did this last week, I I should be able to talk Santa into it. There you so, go.
1: Yeah, there's 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 uh we do uh about this time of year we start doing at the dive shop a. Uh, christmas registry and it's amazing what people ask santa for it's it's uh my, my like and, and it's even more fun how naive some people are when you tell them hey i got a registry at the dive shop i want to go get it and they go in there and they figure oh cool i can get a dive light 20 bucks or a or a <laughs> um, goodie bag or something like that and the guys got listed on there i want a tank for 200 and that's the cheapest thing and and right. uh, i want a dive computer and i want i want to dry suit and i want a whole bunch of stuff for it there was one you guys talking about dry suits and it's funny because i've been i've been listening to you guys I got i've been catching up on all the back issues of scuba obsessed and uh so i've pretty much been listening to you every day for the last two weeks
2: oh, i'm sorry
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: well it's funny because uh it's like uh, uh, you just uh, sometimes I forget it's not you guys, it's a, it's your podcast. So I want to pick up the phone and call and say, wait, wait, <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> um, just to, on the way home today, I was listening. I think it's episode twenty nine as I was listening to, and you were talking about that. We had a news article on that dock um, where people were voting against the people that were on oh, the dock yeah.
2: um, in Canada.
1: And I had yep. a story I wanted to share if, uh, I don't think we're on the right point, but since you can cut this one oh. up and make it into any,
2: yeah. one, <laughs> yeah, th- th- this is going to be a crazy episode. So everything goes,
1: <laughs> but, but you were talking about, um, how, how the, the people were in disrespectful to the divers and divers are disrespectful to people. And we had one that happened last year locally. Um, the, I got a call from a sheriff's deputy and he's retired now. He's uh, was a member of a dive team in a county that just knew me and we had supplied him equipment years ago. And he called me up and he asked if I had any divers diving and we'll keep the the names uh, of everything safe to keep everybody there but he said do you have any diving divers diving in this lake? And I was like, "No. Can I ask why?" He said, "Well, I didn't think it was your divers cuz you you'd know better, but these these guys were I had to ticket a diver for causing the ruckus and, I, and he told me the whole story and the way it worked was this dive this dive boat dive shop guy whatever he was an instructor he was teaching open water and the way it was was the boat ramp it dropped off and it dropped straight down so you're in about 35 feet of water right at the end of the boat ramp well just off to the left of the boat ramp they had boats and stuff that they taught open water on well this knucklehead decides to put his dive flag right in the center of the boat ramp, like not 50 feet out right in the middle of the boat ramp. So the way that dive flag laws work, everybody thinks that dive flag laws, you got to avoid them, dive flag laws this. There's really, the dive flag log is city by city, county by county. And the way it works is it's a a courtesy for the boat to tell you you're not gonna run over a diver. And it's a a courtesy for the diver to say, I don't wanna be run over by the boat. And so we have to stay pretty close to it. They have to stay really far away from it. But the rules say that if it's in a navigable waterway, like the middle of a river, or in this case right in front of a boat ramp, and you have to approach it, as long as you approach it with a lookout at idle speed, you're still within the law. You can run right over it as long as you're doing it idling with a lookout. So this guy doesn't know that rule. The boat has to get out of the water at this one point. They come out and buzz the flag, right? Well, nobody's in the water. Not the, the, the boat operator didn't know this, but nobody was in the water. They're all sitting on shore ready to lynch this guy for running over their dive flag. Well, he didn't actually run over. He just brushed it. So he gets over, he pulls over the dock and he kind of explains to the guy goes, you know what that means? And he's like yelling at him. And I guess punches were thrown and fists were oh. flying and these divers were getting all angry with these boat owners who had every right to be wow. there. So it was like, yep. and I asked the sheriff's deputy, did you give him the ticket? He says, yeah, I gave him the ticket, but I'm going to call him tomorrow and tell him I ripped it up or something like that. He says, I'll go to court and just tell them, They look, I want this to be a warning. But he was it, – it, it's amazing how focused people can get on their own sports.
2: Well, yeah, and it just got to be common courtesy between everybody so that, you know, we can all use that same body of water.
1: And uh, and on another note, the other thing is I had a um, – I have a friend of mine out in, in, in uh, Moorhead City, and we're talking about the weather. Back to go full topic, um, we're talking about the weather. <laughs> She pick, grabs this, this uh, whenever anybody calls and says, are we going to get out today? What's the weather look like? She grabs one of those. Remember those magic eight balls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, grabs it, she grabs it, shakes it, and reads from it, not looking likely, or yeah, it looks right? okay. And it's, it's like, I have no way of telling it. And, and today I had somebody call up today and say, what's the weather going to be like at the quarry this weekend? And I was like, I have absolutely no idea, but here's what it's been. And it's like, well, I want the visibility to be great this weekend. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know. And the, the same thing, too, is people – people uh, another friend of mine in Fort Lauderdale had somebody call him up and say um, that it was his fault that the weather was bad and that he should have known before he ruined his vacation.
2: Oh, wow. And, oh, my goodness.
1: And, like, this weekend I was out with a really good friend of mine, and the, with charter boat captains, a really good friend of mine, and he, he's not – but he understands that people don't like to come out on his boat again if he makes them puke everywhere. So he takes I mean, takes us out at his expense. We get three miles out. We see these big waves crashing over the bow. And he's like, uh, I think we'll turn around. And I was like, uh, well, if you can hook it, we can dive it. And he goes, but I said, but our cameras can't handle that. And I, I had a really nice, I have a really nice camera. I'm into photography. And uh, the buddy that I was there was out there doing, they're working on a documentary on this wreck called The King. And neither of us wanted to jump in the water with the hopes that we'd never see our camera again. So they turned the right. boat around. I mean, it was it was rough. It was just fun. But I I liked the fact that the, the the guy, I mean, it tells you a lot about the guy going willing to try to go out and see what's out there. Poke your nose out because the harbor looks great. Mm-hmm. And if you could dive in the harbor all day long, it'd be great. But, uh, but it's really funny because I always tell people, I said, look, there's a reason those shipwrecks are out there. And I don't really want to add to it.
0: Mm-hmm. You're right. Exactly. You could get in way over your head real quick.
2: Yeah. Well then you think about that charter captain. I mean he has to burn he burns his gas out there uh the same on bad weather as it was in good, maybe even more so. And uh just to give you a chance to get a dive in. Yeah. Huh.
1: And I hope I mean we're we're hoping to get one in this weekend. We've got uh i've got um a full boat for uh, for sunday it's it's uh our annual staff uh well it's my first annual the first time i've done it is i've taken a staff out we're all gonna go dive together because we spent the whole summer and none of us got to dive with each other because we're always teaching or always doing like i'm in a charter and somebody's teaching or someone's running the quarry and the other person's diving the river or what have you and uh most of my guys have real jobs, too, and lives and wives that aren't as understanding. I mean, <laughs> I had to buy a dive shop to make sure my wife knew I had to. I mean, it, I'm sorry, honey, it's my job. <laughs> but,
0: that's, you know, yeah. that's a that's a sneaky avenue. Sneaky avenue. Well, but I, I guess if it works you, for you, it.
1: you. You have no idea. I mean, uh, since you can edit the whole this whole part out. Oh, yeah,
2: this will be gone. Yeah, this will be this will be I'll
1: tell you the greatest story that, that's about. My wife is awesome. Um we, we were dating for about I'm gonna say about four years before uh before we actually got married. At least dating or friends four years before we got married and uh, I decided to invite her to see if she wanted to learn how to dive because you always need more dive buddies. I wanted to see if she wanted to learn how to dive. So uh, I took her on a, on a trip up to Mackinac Island, and she enjoyed the trip. She had a great time. She really did it, and she said she'd never dive, in, not in a million years. And then uh, a couple years jump forward, we go on another trip like that where we – I can't remember where it was, maybe Tobemori or something like that, where she hung around. And uh, she uh, she said, I, wanted, I think I want to learn how to dive someday, but you can't be my instructor. And so, <laughs> All right, so that, that's cool. But uh, then we got married, and one of the guys standing up was an instructor. And uh, so she decided that Rick was going um, to be her instructor, because he was a cool guy that liked it, and it wasn't me. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, so I was teaching for another dive shop at the time. And, and she went down to the quarry, and she said, well, I like the way you teach, and I like everything. So I think you can be my, my instructor, but I don't want to learn how to dive yet. So didn't push it. A year, a year goes by. And uh, I'm working in a cubicle, and I absolutely hate my job. And uh, another part-time job to make ends meet, but I was, I mean, extra money is always extra money. And and uh, got this idea to buy this dive shop, and, and so um, came back, made sure everything was cool with her and all that kind of stuff. She says, well, that's, I think, what you'd like to do, and, and I know you're, you'd be happy doing it. And uh, I said, cool. So we ended up six Six or seven weeks into figuring it all out, I ended up being a proud owner of a dive shop. And uh, I come home about a week after – a week into it, I come home and she goes, I got something to tell you. And I said, what? She goes, I want to be in a class with you and my dad's going to take it. And I said, wow, that's all of a sudden. She goes, yeah. Well, I figure if I ever want to see you on weekends again, I better learn how to dive. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah it's funny because she she's kicking herself that she didn't learn two or three years earlier when we didn't have kids and we didn't have, we, we didn't have a, a house with a mortgage and lawns that need to be cut and all that kind of stuff. But it's still right. Um, she gets to go on a lot of dive trips. So it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, I take it you guys, you, your, wives don't dive. No, that's right. That's
0: right. No, you,
2: you, 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 Stacy, she took, uh, uh, uh she went and did the pool thing, didn't she? The discover diving.
0: Yeah, she, yeah, she did a discover scuba and uh, and gave it an honest effort and uh, just decided, you know, just wasn't comfortable with with being that far from the surface. Uh, so, you know, it, yeah, that's that's understandable. It ain't for everybody.
2: Yeah, M- Missy, I think she's going to try it. The kids are getting old enough now to where they're going to be. We were, I was planning on doing it this spring, but. Spring turned into serious diving season, and uh, she didn't mind that we missed it. So we'll we'll do it sometime this winter. We'll get some pool right. time in.
1: A couple of a couple of words of wisdom for it, because it's been working for me for years. The the first thing with my wife, always invite them, and that way they know you're not hiding anything. But always invite them to come with you, and it seems to work that they they want to go see what you're all obsessed about, and then. The second thing that I've had is if you really wanted to get done, put a carrot on the end of the stick and have a vacation planned with diving in mind. Ooh. You get it because if she decides, if she decides that that she doesn't really want to do it, you're still going to take this vacation because the deposits are in already, honey, and they're non-refundable. So you're just going to have to go. I probably, I probably could get your diving package back if you really don't want to, but, but I don't think I can get us all back. <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> yeah, sneaky. I get the Actually, tickets
0: this yeah but that that really <laughs>
1: works i mean it's 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 something that that i'm not going to say that that it comes out from being planned that way but i found that a lot of couples who got into it i mean guys being drag kicking and screaming by by girlfriends and, and girls being drag kicking and screaming by guy friends that like if they're going to go get married their honeymoons in tahiti then they really need to get certified and they just decide, you know what, we're just going to do that. Um, I've had actually a bridal registry just recently where they asked, um, they said, I don't want to, we're not registered in any place, but divers incorporated. so you just go and put money on our dive class and we'll be happy.
0: Wow. That's, and that's so, very cool.
1: Yeah, it is. Best one I've had though, is they were going to Easter Island. Wow. Really? They wanted to get certified because they were going to, I don't know if it was a honeymoon, but they knew they were going to Easter Island, had planned it, and they were like, "Well, the Easter Island trip's costing us this much," and and then the the secondary trip from Easter Island to the second part. I said, "Where are you going for the second party?" She "He's." They go, "It's not as cool. It's only Tahiti." Oh, <laughs> like, only Tahiti. Oh please, only Tahiti. And and uh, so so they're like, "You think we should learn how to dive?" And I was like, "Absolutely." And so right. It's like a carrot and a stick. Even if you don't like it, you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to go give this a, a one-time shot and maybe go get certified and, and make sure that I go. And and some of the stories that come back with, with I saw this and I saw this and I saw this, it's – I mean, I, I like it because I get to live it again. But the, every time right. I teach, it's the first week that – it's just exciting. So.
2: Uh, that's that's a good idea, but on the vacation. in, in fact, that's when we originally were going to get certified. What was that, Jim? Probably about five still. years ago. And we planned the <laughs> yeah. Mexico trip. It the Mexico yep. trip was about nine months off, so we kept saying we got to get certified, got to get certified, and then it just got to where we ran out of time. We were still paying on the vacation up to about right to the end, right before we went. And yes. uh, yep. gosh, the whole time we were there, wishing that we were we were diving. So uh but I I don't think we'll have a hard time selling that that Mexican trip again.
0: Uh you say you would have a hard time selling no, that we, again? No, we, we wouldn't. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely not. Um not at or all. some other uh, nice location. No doubt.
2: Well, the thing is uh, I I've noticed there's been a little resistance to like Air. I think My. I know well, I I think because they they know the reputation of it being a, a hot diving spot, so I think they're a little concerned that that's all that would be available there. So it's a little bit of well, a...
1: That is kind of a, a true concern. <laughs> there's the, the we do a bone air trip every every um, year. We've done it now. This is our fourth year. We go the first week of May, and uh, we have about half the people are I think there's. There's eight or nine people that are five-year repeats. And really? There's there's more diving done that, that week from from. I mean, it's one of those things where you you get. Um, uh, you can dive right out in front. It was the first place I've ever been where the house reef, I mean, I jump in the water. They require that you do a dive right off. We, we, we go with a uh, organization called buddy dive, but they'd require you to do a dive on their house reef. And the reason being is they say that we don't want you to damage the reef anywhere. We want you to get your buoyancy, right. We want to make sure your weighting's right. And they've got a lot of rules as far as you can't touch the coral. You can't use these sticks that people use to prop themselves up. You, you can't, um, You can't wear gloves. So there's a lot of little rules. They want you to be comfortable with those little rules. And so you do it out front. Well, I can remember the first time jumping in and, and a buddy of mine had talked me into, didn't talk me. He said, I'd like to go to Bonaire because that was where my wife wanted to go before, before she passed away. And we all want to make this trip in her honor. And so he brought five people to the table and I was like, you guys can go anywhere you want. So we ended up getting 20 people to go and we all jump in the water on this first dive. And I'm like, Poured down and it's like the first 30 feet. It was like, boy, this looks like the shoreline of Mexico. This isn't going to be all that great, but this is the, 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 the guppy reef is what I call it. The first thing everybody gets the house reef. They're not all that great. Sure. I tell you what, we saw more on that house reef that first dive and I was hooked. I was like, this is the best place on the planet to dive. And, and the house reef was awesome. It was, uh, we, I ended up, I was teaching in open water that time. So, I ended up spending a lot of time on the house reef. We saw seahorses on the house reef, a frogfish on the house reef, squid on the house reef. And that was just the house reef. So two days after the open, the open water is two days long. So after that, we finally get out in the real big reefs and it was just amazingly cool. And it means so much to see. And uh, I mean, I've been to, uh, the Great Barrier Reef was by far for the diversity, was really cool. And they had some odd and interesting creatures but for the time money and, and energy spent Bonaire is by far the top of my list
2: hmm so, so but, there,
1: but it, there is nothing to do nightlife wise
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, that's a,
0: well how's how's the hammock and and watching the, oh. the seascape
1: well there's know, there's there, the, the beaches i mean from a naturalist standpoint the beaches were really cool there's not they only had one sandy beach all the rest of it is broken coral and it still looks like smooth. It looks like a whole bunch of Petoskey stones, but really? it's all broken coral. It's really pretty. And then, uh, it's, there's a lot, there's a, sh- uh, one strip of shopping, which is good for a day. There's, uh, the restaurants are great. There's about four or five restaurants downtown that are great. But, um, but, uh, we, we end up spending, it's funny cause we don't spend m- much time except in the water. Cause, uh, they have, um, I don't know if you know anything about Buddy Dive, but they do this thing where you rent a uh, suite, and you lease a suite, and we usually get everybody in suites. And so it's two couples in a suite. And it could be, like, I'll put all the guys together, all the single guys, so they've got the bachelor pad, and then put two couples together in that. But if of the four people that you have in there, you share a, a car. And I wish we had these trucks in in, in in America, because they're, for lack of a better word, They're four-door Rangers. I think they're Nissans, but they're about the size of a Ranger, and they're four doors with a pickup truck in the back. So it's a four-seater pickup truck, but it's a tiny pickup truck. And they have this um, drive-through air station. And so you drive up, you pick up your nitrox tanks or air tanks, sign them out, throw them in the back of the truck, and you drive to your dive site. And then you pull right up to the dive site and jump off the beach or jump off where they have it. And all the dive sites are marked with yellow rocks with the names. So you run up to the yellow rock, you take a picture of it with your camera and then you go do the dive taking all the pictures knowing that your your camera's all labeled. And we're doing five, six um I think the best I've done is six dives in one day. But you go and and you get back and if you're with a big group like with us is it's like my wife was tired, I was like, Who's going diving next? and they're like, I wanna go dive, let's go right here on the reef and so we go right off the house reef and oh no, I wanna go back over to um to to uh Uh, What's the name of that Um, bunch? I mean, everything's got a name, but I want to go do Jeff Davis. I want to go do uh, Carpata. I want to go do Thousand Steps. And and you go down to the Thousand Steps is fun. Um, Usually do that as a as a planned one, because it really literally is. uh, I think it's 115 steps to the beach down the side of a mountain. And they call it thousand steps because you have to make one trip down with your tank, one trip down with your BCD, and then you'll forget something and make another trip. And by the time you're done, you've walked a thousand <laughs> steps. Oh,
0: that would be me. But, <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: but it's uh, but that's uh, it's funny, but it's fun. It's really cool because I mean, I, you know, you're obsessed when when you go on a trip like that, and I'll do 30, 40 dives and think it's cool, but then come back here in the next day want to jump into the river or want to jump into the quarry or something like that because you want to rinse off your gear for first of all um, the water well, tastes funny down there but but uh, uh the it is just a a good time it's it's i like tropical vacations a lot but i don't think i'd ever give up coming back here to the great lakes there's nothing better than great lakes wreck diving
2: i, I have that to says agree. a lot yeah, I mean we haven't seen those others, but uh, I, I think we need Jim. We need to dive once everywhere and then compare them all. I
4: uh, <laughs> I think.
2: <laughs> but uh, Sheboygan, back on that topic, uh, I I did not realize that we had that clear water in Michigan. You know, in right. in, in, in August or September, uh, to be able to right. see this water like that.
1: Are you talking in the river got- or on the rocks?
2: both i mean the uh, the river was pretty clean and then on the wrecks it was it could have been a little better i think uh, things have been stirred up so but it was it, it was a different type of visibility than we tend to have here in lake michigan on the wrecks uh i mean don't you don't you kind of see the same way jim it just didn't seem to be as much sediment
0: yeah yeah it was nice um you know another thing too In addition to that is the the number of wrecks up there that are in recreational depths Um, there's a lot of a lot of things to see at 100 feet or less which makes it interesting for me at least you know I can go in and and see for a distance and I can spend some time down there because it's not way down where I've got seven minutes and got to turn the dive well but,
2: uh... it was also good depth for Josh because it now sounds like we Josh has kind of turned a corner and now decides he likes wreck diving
0: yep yep he uh, he still liked the the springs down in Florida
2: wow <laughs> the
0: yeah. most i think but but uh yeah the uh it was really interesting to him I asked him what, what what did he remember most about uh the in that case it was the saint andrew uh I don't remember a whole lot about you know, you know, the keel box or anything like that. I was just, I was concentrating on doing everything right. And I'm okay.
2: Mm -hmm. He's just now kind of turning the corner where you can really start to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like watching him experience and explore that stuff. It's a lot of fun.
2: So Bon Air. Okay. We definitely got to put that in the list, but I think that might, see, we might have to do more than one vacation. We might have to do a, A couple's vacation, and then we'll we'll go and do another one in Bonaire.
0: Well, I've already, you know, like the Keys, uh-huh. um, my wife has got no problem hanging out topside, sitting in a hammock, waiting for me to come back or, you know, going, doing some shopping. Bonaire would be a little bit light for the shopping, but, uh, you know, I'm sure she'd find something to look at. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be a problem to sell that one.
2: You don't think so? Well, if you can sell it, then we need to, we need to do it. Oh, well, we won't go. I I wish. Go ahead.
1: I just wish the Keys were, uh, not 14 hours away. There's, um, I I
4: have not
1: dived, I have not dived to Key Largo, um, before, and I'd like to get there. I did Key West, um, I think it was two years ago, and, uh. We dove with, uh, I won a trip um, in a drawing at DEMA and uh, got an opportunity to dive with Mel Fisher's group. And the the operation was incredible. I mean, it was all, it, we, we got in six dives in, in, in a day. Um, it was like machinery. You'd, you'd come out of the water and you'd take a nap while they blew a hole. And then you jump in the water and, d- and, and the anticipation of jumping into one of these holes that could be filled with treasure was just, beyond cool <laughs> and and uh the other treasures that it had was was there was i mean it was just from there a lot of fish would come see what the stirring was all about they they had to the, blew it right down to the li- old coral so you you'd saw a lot of that stuff and then there were seashells everywhere but it was just really neat because they they come up and like they found a little scrap of metal when they we were there and they were all excited but but from a standpoint of taking someone on a vacation that's a non-diver, I couldn't imagine a place that's better than Key West.
0: Yeah, I think it would be a a good time. Like you said, though, it's you know it, 14 hours or or whatever. Wow, that's a yeah, haul. I mean, but but we've got family down in Florida too, so that's uh, that makes it nice.
1: Most of my family is on the um, East Coast, so we go uh, we go out there a little bit, but the um, the big thing that we do is uh, is all up and down the coast. We do drive and dives, and so I mean, if you guys want some really cool diving that maybe not so much fun for the for the family, the uh, Moorhead City's got. Uh, I go with a, a company called Olympus out of Moorhead City, and they're they're fabulous um, people as far as getting you out, and getting you diving, and in the Gulf Stream. If you get in the Gulf Stream, it's like uh, crystal clear if you get in the shallow side it's like great lakes diving but it's still really cool but um for you guys and, and i'm sure don would like this a lot is you guys got to do the cooper river and oh. you're why you you would you would not believe i mean and i think uh i think i sent you guys the link last time um well, i texted with darren i i texted him the link but if you need it again but uh you go down there and it's it's a different type of diving it's um the guy that we, the guy that I, that I go with, his name is Tom, Captain Tom, and he is phenomenal. But he he uh, he has this this way about him that that you just love him. But but it's like instead of the pool's open, it's get off my boat. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. Well, he wants you in and out as quickly as you can he knows the river so well he's going to drop you right on this gravel pile and you'll drop in the gravel pile and if you're really good and lucky you'll come up with 15 or 20 shark's teeth but the, the the it's amazing now the reason that i bring that up with you guys looking for places to take your wives is charleston south carolina is so full of shopping and tourist stuff and and that that it is absolutely my wife's favorite trip Now, she likes Bonaire because she gets to dive a lot, but she doesn't dive in the Cooper River at all. But it's her favorite trip because there's so many things to do, the plantations, the beaches. If you wake up that morning and say, you know, I want to go to our tea plantation, you can go do it. If you say, I want to go walk on the beach, you can go do it. I want to go through a firefighter museum, you can go do it. They've got everything down there. So we've done that. Sounds like
0: a neat place.
1: Yeah, I've I've anniversaryed that almost every year since 1998. And uh, with the dive shop, we've done seven years, and it's sold out every year, um, at least one of the two trips that I've done. So it's phenomenal. The cool thing is you come back with treasures. Everything you're down, they've got a different way of thinking about stuff down there. And I hope my interpretation of the, the law is right, but you have to get a permit to be a hobbyist. And everything you find, if it's something of historical significance, you have to register it with the state and they okay. have the opportunity to buy it back from you and uh-huh. say you know what we want to buy that from you or i give you fair market value i think the the michigan could take a uh,
2: oh i agree
1: thing. we could have we could have a long three-beer conversation about the shipwreck laws in michigan cuz i happen to have a three-beer conversation with one of the guys that wrote them and uh, we can save that for another day but oh, that's okay. a fun uh, that's a fun topic
2: yeah, well, we're going to have to do that, get Mac involved, because Mac was one of the people who helped participate in and give some of the, the the feedback into the state. But as with anything political, everything got kind of turned 90 degrees, and we ended up with what we got.
1: Yeah, well, they tried to, they tried to have a law, because, again, back to the, the one where the dock is, they tried to put that law into place last year um, where you weren't allowed to dive off of any public pier war breakwater and oh. uh, and uh, I don't know if you ever followed it but um, I wrote my congresswoman and 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 uh, state congresswoman and and basically I didn't even know who she was until this day but I'll tell you I'll vote for her now but she uh, she said that she was chair of the committee and wanted to know a little bit more of why my concern was because it seemed like a straightforward thing they they didn't want kids swimming off the dock, off the breakwaters anymore some kid had dove Shh. off a of breakwater and busted his head and that was all it was going to take and so they said no one's allowed to enter the water from the breakwater well that would wipe out st Clair river completely it'd wipe out marine city completely i think you guys mm-hmm. dive off a pier up there oh yeah out there yeah but they would wipe it out and so i was like you're taking scuba divers completely out of the picture and she says well that wasn't the attention the intention and i said well look at your law because I read it from, it was the only piece of legislation from Michigan I've ever read cover to cover. And and she came back to me about a week later and said, yes, but that's not our intention. And I said, well, you better fix it. <laughs> and, right. And it wasn't me saying, I mean, I wasn't being mean to her. We were talking it back and forth and, and having a really good, it was an email conversation. And then she, then she had an aide call me and I told her exactly what my concern was. And um, I got a nice letter back that said she, she'd kill it in committee and it would be done with it. So it died in committee, and, and no one had ever saw a law. But it's amazing how little things like that can can change oh. the political side.
2: Well, certainly, and and I'm I'm sure the intention was good because they had this, you know, the child hurt, and they thought, well, we'll just do something that can prevent it and make everybody feel good. But the reality is, there was other consequences.
0: Right, and we ju- we just had two. Uh two young people die down in Michigan City uh, diving off of a pier they were carried out in a rip current and uh, you know so i understand the the wanting to do something and but it always makes me cringe a little bit when people think that the the answer is legislating something to stop something but the unintended consequences are so far-reaching. Sometimes you don't realize it until well after the law is in place. Yeah.
2: Well, well, let's go ahead and jump into the news real quick, and and we don't, you know, we can just discuss it if anything comes up. But we'll have links on the Scuba Obsessed website. People can go to. Uh, it's partial from last week, where uh, if anybody was waiting for last week's episode, we apologize. Uh, internet connection, am my part was what was giving us problems and this week we had the same thing and but you know knock on wood the connections held even unfortunately we lost on yeah, he, he gave up but uh, in the news the first article I had was virtual scuba Google Earth 3.1 for the iOS the which is the iPhone has the ocean layer set up so that's interesting if you have the the uh, uh, an Apple device you can now get Google Earth and and from personally following the, the Apple devices over the last several months. The, they're starting to loosen that up. So if you're a fan of Google and some of their products, you're going to see more of those on Apple. Uh, the next one was something a little bit tragic, an exploding scuba tank killed two tourists. And I, I normally don't co- cover anything that's uh, too down, but uh, that one I, I just thought was worth talking about just to say, and and since we got Rich on the line, maybe he's got perspective on it, but uh it looks like the, the tank uh, just blew apart. And this was in was it Angola, Jim, do you remember?
0: Uh, it was in Croatia.
2: Croatia. Yeah, I, I, yep. I'm not going to click on the link because I'm sure we'll drop this Internet connection if I do. But uh, they said it looked like the valve had come off the tank. And what I got to wondering, was this a case of, you know, in the U.S. we tend to, you know, we require visuals, at least the dive shops, uh, performance. Require visuals before they'll refill, and then we have our uh, hydro tests. And there was a strain of tanks there that had a bad alloy, and they were getting cranks in the uh, cranks cracks in the neck. And but those in the U.S. I think if most of those tanks are out of existence. Just between the visuals and the hydros, uh, you won't run into those anymore. I was wondering if what, this might have been one of those tanks in another country where they're not paying as much attention.
1: Well, they show up from time to time we still get crack neck tanks um the over here we get uh it's called a visual eddy it's uh i don't know exactly how it works but you it's computer reads the current that goes through the tank neck and we can read tanks we cracks that we can't even see and i know that especially with aluminum tanks that if they're overfilling them or if they're putting them through a lot of cycles or if it was if it was in a tourist area i mean i know it's going through a lot of cycles because it's only allowed to be filled 10,000 times before it probably won't make it and cuz it becomes more brittle and i don't have any of the technical stuff in front of me i can look it all up i've got a library that looked that stuff up i don't try to keep that stuff in my head but i know that if you have a certain amount of time that it will just crack it's like bending a uh, paperclip back and forth I mean, you might get four or five times oh, out of it, yeah. but about the 15th time it's going to crack, and that's what happens, and those tourist, decode- I mean, the, the place that we were talking about, Bonaire, he fills 1,800 fills a day.
4: Oh, my Whoa. gosh.
1: Okay, so, I mean, you figure he's probably got 200 tanks, and he's filling them three or four times a day. I mean, I don't know exactly how many, but they they go, and every year they get thrown away, and he has so many safety protocols just so that doesn't happen because you don't reco- recover from that anywhere around here. It's like you don't, you're not going to recover from having bad air. You're not going to recover from, from hurting people. You're not, not going to re- recover from leaving a guy out in the lake. And these guys in Angola aren't going to recover from no. hurting two of their people. So, right. You just got to err on the side of caution and know that, yeah, if the machine can handle 200 fills out of it, you fit. Figure that if you're putting an average of 200 fills, you're going to take them out and get them hydro tested a lot more often. Like I'd have them. I think he had them hydroed every year. Like we do them every five years. I think he had them hydroed every year to make sure that um, they would always pass. Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, with that with that many fills, it, it makes sense. Um,
1: yeah, right. It's sad that that. And happened,
0: again, it though. is his livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? Um, not to get too horrible on it, but uh, one of the deaths was, was immediate, so the trauma that, that's unleashed on something like that is just tremendous. Well,
2: you think of the amount of energy that's contained in a in 80-cylinder. A right. yep.
1: Yeah, I think about that a lot when I'm calling down tanks to the quarry for a class, and I have 12 steel 72s in the back of the thing, <laughs> or 12 80s in the back of my truck, and I got some joker get tailgating me, and I'm like... I wish right. I could tell you the amount of stored energy that's in the back of this truck. right now.
2: Uh, Jim, I right. think that's a that's a bumper sticker we need to come out. You know, scuba <laughs> we got to got a colon of ten sticks of dynamite in the back here. Yeah uh,
0: well, that might get all sorts of attention too. <laughs> I don't know if we want that. <laughs> ay, ay, ay.
2: Uh, okay, the, the next article, the next two articles is on lionfish. Uh, scuba divers remove more than five hundred venomous lionfish from the Florida Keys. In an inaugural lionfish tournament so they were out there catching them and they had prizes for different amounts and uh it looked like they had a pretty good turnout
0: and they're starting to be a real problem yeah i mean you know once in my marine tank you know my lionfish was i was proud of that something but you know they're making their way up through the keys and up the east coast and and now into the Gulf, uh, going to be a real problem.
2: One of the comments was the lionfish are so lazy they won't even take bait. <laughs> so they're just, <laughs> yep. And then uh, off the Alabama coast on the Gulf side, uh, they're, they've sighted lionfish. So they said that, uh, you know, they're, they're actually somebody said they were surprised it hadn't happened by now. Uh, but uh, now that it started, there's there's really no way to stop them. So it went from in one week somebody saw one small one to now they're being seen all over, so they're spreading that quick.
1: Wow. Yeah. Like, do they, what did they do with them after they caught all these? Are they eating them? I, I heard they're really
2: good. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to create that uh, as uh, not necessarily a market but just an incentive. Uh, I think any of these evasive species, they need to not put limits on them. And if you overfish them and there aren't any more, well, that's good because it's not like it's endangered species; it's not supposed to be there. You clear them out. But uh, some are eating. I'm, I'm not sure if they did that here. I mean, 500 men—that's a heck of a lot. But I do, I do think they did have some contests where they were uh, recipes involved.
0: Yes, I have heard of that. Now, one of these, uh, one of these articles, Darren, that you had pulled up, um, they. Talk about one of them being 21 inches long. And if you've ever seen a lionfish, 21 inches for lionfish, that's humongous.
2: Yeah. Huge. Uh, The ones I remember seeing here in the marine tanks, you know, they were 7 inches, 8 inches was large.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They said that they're growing bigger in the the Caribbean waters than they do in their own native waters, (sighs) uh, which means that they are just loving life here.
2: And then uh, on another invasive species article, divers comb Lake Minnetonka for zebra mussels. So they've uh, spotted some zebra mussels, and they know they can't stop it, but they're just trying to get a reference for how many are out there and how fast they're expanding. So we've had them here in the Great Lakes and all the inland lakes within Michigan. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not aware of any inland lakes that don't have zebra mussels now.
1: Yeah, we... um. I was asked, uh, we had, it was 1991 or two that, um, they passed out petitions. So if we were going to go dive in the lakes, they gave us these things where they, they wanted us to find something that the zebra mussels were sticking to. And if we could see any there and that, and, uh, we got assigned union Lake over here and, uh, backed the boat in and, and, uh, went diving and dropped in and, and we kind of kicked down and we were going to look at me and my buddies we, we couldn't even find a log it was just silt there was nothing down there so we're swimming along looking for zebra mussels going well we don't see any because there's nothing here for them to stick to and there was a log in front of us and we were all excited there's a log let's swim over to the log and see him then the log got up and moved it was a no. giant gar <laughs> so it was just huge <laughs> big alligator gar and we're like okay this is cool there's no zebra mussels but there's big fish so
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that'll make but, you stop short
1: and it was nice to not see them but i'll tell you what uh, it's um, i'm kind of torn it's the shipwrecks are, are nice i mean it was nice when you could see really cool wood with all the paint and everything on it or steel with all the paint and everything on it but you'd only see three to five feet of the wreck on a great day and now it's Hundreds of foot visibility, see bow to stern, and oh my God, it has masts. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. It's fabulous.
2: Yeah, we're we're the same way. Now, one thing I did notice again back to Sheboygan is, like, down here, if it's if it's not if it hasn't been covered by sand in the last two weeks, there's a zebra mussel on it. But when we went up north, they weren't didn't seem to be as dense. Hmm.
0: Is is it? temperature related i mean um what what's the reason for that i wonder
1: i do not know but it's the same way up in the up in the up in the up when we're diving michigan you can dive all the shipwrecks and you'll see a zebra mussels around but you won't see the masses of them that you see down um like in lake ontario and lake erie
2: yeah my thought is it has to do with just the food i mean we're if you look at, you know, the like the St. Joe River here going into Lake Michigan, it's right. a brown ribbon, and that's plenty of nutrients that we're pumping out in the lake for those zebra mussels to live on. I just think up north, they kind of have gotten to a natural balance where there's just not enough there for the density to be that high, or maybe they don't have a long enough season, but it'd be interesting to find out.
1: Yeah, the big the big thing that I, we went to a beach over here on Lake, lake Erie that, um, it's near my house and we were taking the girls out there and there were piles of zebra mussel shells just i mean like the whole beach would eventually be white sand after they got crushed up so there's a lot of die-off too
2: yeah we we noticed that too we saw a lot of die-off and i've also heard that uh that like sturgeon and some of the uh gobies are starting to eat the zebra mussels Okay, the next article is uh, Scuba Diver Ends Attempt at World Record, and this was a freshwater record. We had the saltwater one, which was, uh, what was it, 50 hours, Jim? Is that what the saltwater one that was I just said? Uh, that
0: sounds right, but it also sounds a little bit short. But, uh, yeah, he had a whole team that was assisting him yeah.
2: in, uh, in yeah. that
0: event also.
2: Yeah, that was that was because uh, he was doing it for the, the, the age of now, uh, an hour per year. But this one in the fresh water was like he, he was going for a goal of, I think it was seven days. Yep. And I'm just, and he, he ended up with flu symptoms, which we've kind of had that going around recently, so... Uh, he just wasn't feeling well he the guy had do you see what he was doing for snacks it was little uh, candy like snickers bars and then uh, it was uh, oh what was the other things like uh, carrots or like just little bite-sized uh, food
0: yep and I think he had some juice pouches and things like that yeah um, going on but uh, even still he made it what three days yeah uh, wow.
2: So uh, good for him. We'll have the article there again in the show notes. Uh, the New York Elites Emergency Service Unit does a grueling drill to prep for an air sea rescue That uh, if it were to go wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember what that one was. That, uh, it looked like just some of the training that they were doing out there, uh, evacuating yeah. helicopters and dropping in the water.
0: Yeah, what they were doing, uh, they did a couple things in One thing that I found interesting more so than their actual uh, physical training, some of the things that they were doing to signal um, as a diver in the water for someone searching for them, uh, you know, a signal mirror, uh, um, things like that, that we as as open water divers, you know, it's a good thing to know what what works best trying to, to signal. Somebody who's looking for you, um, but they dropped them in the water and uh, simulated a situation where they would have to swim back on their own uh, because of uh, the helicopter wouldn't be able to recover them. Uh, and in this case, it was a mile swim. But uh, normally, they'll be able to run operations as far as twenty miles out. So that's that could be a real possibility. Uh,
2: from the article, what was the thing that they that made them most visible? Was it like flashing a mirror or or something?
0: Um, they talked about how hard it was to see in the mirror with all the, the rotor wash and things like that. If I remember correctly, I was going by memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did get into the details of of what exactly they've, they've found to work the best. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of information out on the Internet about different methods for signaling. And, and Rich, I'm sure, can throw some stuff in there too, but... Um, you know, a big safety sausage and and a good mirror is probably as good as going to get. Maybe with some radar uh, reflective tape on the sausage.
1: Well, you can. I don't know if it's still available, but back in the back in the '90s, we uh, when we were doing. I mean, before Coast Guard had really good helicopters and infrared and all that kind of stuff. I'm assuming, but we could buy. Uh, I remember going down to Key West and uh, Captain Billy Dean's let you go and rifle through his gear to see what he used to dive. And he had this case that was on the side. It looked like a light canister, like you'd see the flashlights. And I asked him what that was. He says, my personal e And uh, (laughs) it was a complete waterproof e a canister that he could take on a 300-foot dive. And if he popped up and the boat was gone, he'd turn that on. The Navy was guaranteed to pick him up within 24 hours.
2: Wow. Well, actually, uh, down at one of the local dive stores, they have uh, a version of that. Uh, I don't think it's the actual, you know, the same thing that's on a vessel, but it's designed to be personal, and I think it works off that same type of system. Did you you see that?
1: Out in the middle. Yeah, if I was out in the middle, I I would, I would certainly want to have that. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Take advantage of the technology, absolutely. Um, it's it's, uh, it's a surefire way. It's better than a whistle of a broken CD to, to flash a signal, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, it's better than the swim back. Oh. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. I hate if the swim back is even course. possible.
1: Yeah. As much as I hate surface swimming, that would be my personal hell.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm right. not a, I'm not a big fan of surface swimming either. Uh, the next yeah, one at is. The quarry we, go ahead.
1: At the quarry, we call it the swim of shame when you pop up on the other side of the lake and have to swim yeah. back because you didn't plan properly. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like being in front of an audience. Everybody knows what you did. <laughs> yep. Yep.
2: That was yeah. uh, that was us at France Park. <laughs> Been there, <laughs>
0: been <laughs> there. Swam that one,
2: and that was like the worst one because that was this. We had gone like as like the complete opposite end of the quarry, and you got okay. people up there in the cliff looking down at you <laughs> as, as you're swimming. Uh, okay, uh, seven vehicles recovered from a bull run creek. Uh, there were some divers out there, and they've been spending uh, quite a few weeks uh, digging up those vehicles. And then here's another one. Mantis steals underwater dive camera off Kona. And that is uh, one of our uh, fellow uh, programs. I think that's into the drink uh, 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 video podcast. And also, I believe they're on some uh, TV networks and uh, yeah, they're
1: on they're, Yeah. They've got a, they've got it on um, some of the cable shows. I, I got to see one. It's, It's a phenomenal show. If you can catch it local, it's neat. But uh, they've got a YouTube video um, of that, and it's got like 300,000 hits or something like that. But uh,
2: it's cool. Yeah, the story broke a couple weeks ago, and I noticed, I think it was yesterday on MSN, that finally made its way up to that front page and and being pitched. I'm sure they're getting quite a few hits on it, but uh, they described it as the the mana grabbed the camera from him and then uh, <laughs> once they regained their composure, they went after it and uh, they, they've actually, they were able to recover it and they've got footage. It, I guess it ended up almost coming right back to the spot where they were, so they ended up having to go too far. And what then and then this last one was actually the one that's been the most interesting news article of the last two weeks was Spanish Televin Network Leaves dead body for scuba divers to find (laughs) so (laughs) it was a promotion uh and what they were doing is they had uh basically a mannequin with cement shoes so it was literally in a concrete block wrapped in like a bag and they had several hidden cameras focusing on this and they would get the reactions of divers as they got close enough and some people freaked and swam to the surface and they had to calm them down you know as people are trying to call the police and you are like no no it's fine it's a stunt and uh then there were others that actually go and investigate and uh but it was a promotion so (laughs) it's done
1: (laughs) what were they promoting
2: uh do you can you get to that that link jim
0: they were, it was uh, like their version of true crime uh, network, so it was a, a crime TV style network, so it kind of fit right in with their theme. Um, but, you know, I'm not so sure that that's. Uh,
2: nope, nobody had a heart that's attack. In the, <laughs> that's
0: in the best taste, I can't imagine, you know, just on the general unsuspecting uh, population, that's kind of rough. Oh.
1: When we're on the dive team and we're talking about like going and doing a recovery and they send a rookie in, one of the jokes is is that when he flies up to the surface and comes out like a ballistic missile, it means he found him.
0: <laughs> That's a positive indicator, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't think yeah. I ever really want to find a, anything like that, to be honest with you.
1: Well, I'm sure you get that question every time you're diving the River, though. What are you guys doing? Looking for bodies? At least we get that.
2: Right. Oh, oh every, every time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i not normally worried about my gear on, on the other dives. You know, we'll have stuff kind of around the vehicles. We're okay. But the river, I'm always convinced it to come out and everything's going to be taken and my car's going to be on blocks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's really not that bad of a neighborhood we're diving in, but
2: it, it's not nonetheless. But, you, but you have, you know, a, a wide. Cross section of people who are walking down by the river, yep. and the ones that seem to be the friendliest are the ones I'm most worried about. Right? Yeah. Where are you going? How long are you going to be down? You know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: How long can you stay down? Yeah.
2: What's What's your address?
0: <laughs> yep, that's bad.
1: Yeah, where, where Where do you keep your keys when you're down there? <laughs>
0: Oh, ah, yeah, and I'm telling them all the secrets. Oh, yeah, you stash your keys here, and that way nobody messes <laughs> with it. Sure. He was such a nice guy. Oh, bad day. That's,
1: that's why you hope you have somebody with a real understanding girlfriend or a boyfriend that's going to let you go. and Well, come on out. You can just read and watch the car.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, right. It's a nice day. Yeah, if you've got time for a story, this one came back from Port, uh, Puerto Rico sure. from a buddy of mine. He, uh, he called up the dive shop cause he was going diving by himself and being a good diver, he wanted a, a dive buddy. So he called up the dive shop ahead of time and says, can I, can I release a dive master? Can I get a dive master to come with me? And they said, oh yeah, we recommend that you come, come bring a dive master is his, uh, just pick him up at the hotel or pick him up in front of the dive shop and he'll take you out to the dive site. So, uh, he grabs all his gear, throws it in the back of the rental car and he goes and, uh, goes down to the dive site, dive shop. And, uh, Oh, the, I forgot the part about the fee. He says that they charge sixty dollars and a six. Down and 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 uh, um, stops and picks picks up the, the the dive master. Well, the dive master barely speaks a word in English, and so can't get in. edgewise. he couldn't figure out why he didn't have gear with him. Why he didn't have um, any dive gear? So he figured, well, the guys probably got it at the dive site. So. He asks the guy for directions. The guy points, goes down the road, and there's a, a rock marking where the dive site is. He points out, and there's a buoy. And as it turns out, the dive master drink the six-pack of beer to make sure no one steals the car.
4: Oh.
1: <laughs> and. It was a true thing that the, the the crime down there was, the biggest thing down there was that they would hit you up for your $200 deposit on the insurance, steal your car, park it somewhere, and when you were out of the country, put it back on the lot.
4: Oh.
1: So, wow. I just thought that was amusing. So he sat on your car. He pointed. He says, the only thing I wanted was a dive buddy that I could dive with. He pointed me to the dive site, but he didn't dive with me.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ay, ay, ay.
3: Every place
0: has its own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Jim, you got uh, any diving plan for the weekend?
0: I don't. I don't. We managed to get out last weekend. This weekend, uh, it's going to be a dry weekend, I think.
1: Well, I so. hope it's not for me.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it's the la- la- last flight out to Lake Huron without having to go and do a walk-on. So it's late in the year, and uh, September can be hit or miss, though. Man, I am wait like like who'd have thought it'd be ninety degrees today? Was it warm out by you guys?
2: Uh, I think I had eighty six on the way home. It might have been warmer earlier. Yeah, hey. it was warm. Yeah, it's like it wait, we warm. just
1: turned off the air conditioner. So I mean, I can it can be summertime all all we all year long if it wants, but but uh, I'm ready for. I want to get a couple more dives in before the end of the year. This summer went by way too fast.
2: Well, it most certainly did. But, you know, we're almost approaching the beginning of our dive season because I think we started diving. The only month I missed last year, after we released it, I went from April to September, missed October, and then we dove about every other weekend, if not every week, from November to uh, last week, so been a pretty full year so far
1: yeah, it won't be long and the water's going to be hard yep so are you diving this weekend Darren
2: I don't know I've I've got um, I'm closing on the uh, refinancing the house here on Saturday so my last two weeks has been doing a bunch of reconstruction remodeling work to get that all all done so uh, I got like a few little patches in the dining room to finish painting tomorrow and uh we close on saturday and then hopefully i can fit some diving in somewhere but uh no no solid plans i think uh bob he's out of commission for a month isn't he yep
0: he's yep. uh he's not going to be diving until yeah, he, he, at least four weeks out
2: so yeah he, he works uh at the nuclear plant and they're going into an outage so it's all hands on deck there so all our buddies out there at nuclear Plant will be busy. Uh, Kurt will probably, I imagine, be bugging us pretty soon because uh, he, he can't stay out of the water much more than a week. Right. So uh, right. I imagine there's possibly for Lake 16, but I'm, I'm already starting to get withdrawal. My BC BC's starting to dry out, and I, I don't like to go. That's what happens. Yeah, you know, 14 days, they start to crack, and then you got to buy a new one, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wish that was the case I'd with the
2: <laughs> can you pick out the dive shop <laughs>
1: yeah disposable dive gear if you let it get dry for more than four days it crumbles into dust and you have to start over
2: <laughs> I, I, I keep telling my wife that that way i, I got an excuse to go go diving but
0: uh, it would be a waste to let it all rot apart oh
2: yeah no you just got to keep it moist it likes that you know, like you were saying coming from the saltwater fresh water freshwater, you got to dive to rinse off all that that salt uh, so yeah I'll get something in but uh, how about the, the following weekend Jim should we start plans now
0: uh, yeah I think so
2: and then I then think al-
0: that's probably a good idea
2: and then also it sounds like we got uh, in October planned a uh, a trek into Ohio um,
0: yeah it's it's did, tentative at this point
2: did did Bob talk about that one mhm yep so yep
1: where are you headed
2: uh going to be uh the, the the quarry south of you <laughs> yeah since you're not going to be open well, we're open i, I think you you're, you're going to be open in october yeah oh, okay
1: yeah we're we're oh. open as a we're open every day um I mean, every day for diving, and then the weekends we have the concession for air fills. Oh, okay. And all the way through the end of October, and then November we shut down so that I can go river
2: diving. Oh, I, actually, I, I, I mean, I think I misspoke. I think Jim, isn't it uh, Bob's on outage until that till the first week in November?
0: Yeah, he's he's booked yeah. up for.
2: So I think that's what he was planning. Months, he was planning on that because I think I asked you last week. Uh, rich if you were going to be open because you've got the, don't you have an event coming up here in october don't you have like a, a yeah. pumpkin carving
1: it's uh october 30th we've got a pumpkin carving contest and that's the last official day the concessions open and then you bring your own stuff you, you can dive all the way to december 31st oh, okay yeah. but uh yeah we 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 just can't. I mean, there's nobody down there for air fills on the weekends that don't It doesn't have like three tanks, and the weather turns bad. So, yeah. I mean, it's colder, so they're not doing five and six a day. They're doing two and three, and bringing all their
2: own tanks. Well, right, and that's that's the same thing. You know, with most of the people we dive with, they got they got enough tanks if they don't have a cascade system in their car. So.
1: It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, from the way that I mean. From the uh, actually, I measured it from SASS's uh, dive store one time because I've been talking to trying to talk him into bringing students to White Star, and uh, it is two miles longer to go to that other quarry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's two miles longer to go to Gilboa than uh, it is to, to come to White Star. Um, at least from from a distance from the uh, SASS uh, subaquatics.
4: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but, uh huh. But I mean. He's got a lot more technical people that want to do that, and and we only get eighty feet deep, so yeah, um, it's, it's more for. I mean, I'll be down there if you guys let me know. I'm planning. I think it's the first weekend in November. Might be this. Yeah, it's the first weekend in November. I uh-huh. do believe that I'll be down at um, Gilboa because I have okay. to teach a tech. We have a Tech Forty class coming down there, so yeah. that'd be cool if it happened to
2: work out right. Yeah, we'll we'll certainly let you know when we're going to go down. Uh, I've, as soon as Bob can get out of the outage, and I think we're going to uh, – I've got a, a camper, and we'll we will tow it on down there, and we'll have it packed up with guys and tanks. So,
1: Do you, Are you going to DEMA?
2: I don't know. What, what was the weekend for DEMA? I haven't quite decided yet. Now, if I can get this – go ahead.
1: It's the week before the 20th. I only, uh,
2: so what's that, 17th? That, that's November 20th? November 20th is the last day it ends. Okay, I, I was planning on it, and then I wasn't, and now I'm hesitant. So, it depends. If this deal on the house closes, I think I might be able to convince my wife into it. I gotta put in for the press pass uh, to get in, but uh, I'm well, pretty.
1: Does she not want to go to Vegas with you?
2: No, she wants. <laughs> oh, I, I, she'd absolutely love to go to Vegas. I won't have a problem <laughs> convincing her to go to Vegas. No. <laughs> No. But uh yeah. So uh yeah. Yeah, it's the sixteenth through the twentieth.
1: Sixteenth through the
2: twentieth. So I'm I, I want to. I, I, I want to get down there and see it and we'll cover it. So uh we might even do a few uh uh live remotes from there, so it'd be interesting. So if not this year, we'll definitely do it next year. I think next year it flips back down to Orlando again, aren't they alternating?
1: Yes yes and I don't I don't have the dates of that one in front of me I prefer Orlando because it doesn't cost me as much
2: yeah also I think they it shifts a couple months either way too doesn't it
1: a couple weeks yeah they um this one was really weird Uh, I think the next one is the first week of November if I remember right yeah so yeah yeah Yeah. this one this one falls out on a real real, weird 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 schedule because uh it's the first one I'm gonna have to leave early because uh They have the Shipwrecks and Scuba. Um, I mean, we're getting into show season now, and Shipwrecks and Scuba is the first one out of um, Huron, Ohio, with the Bay Area Divers Dive Club. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're going to be, I can't remember who their speaker is, but they're they're on the 20th. And so I go to promote the quarry. So I'm flying back from Vegas on the 19th, coming home and grabbing my truck and driving to Ohio to do another show.
0: Wow. Wow, yeah. You're going to be busy.
2: Yeah. Uh, and 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 you were talking about that, uh, you know, that I need to get, in, we need to get in contact with some of these show operators and maybe get some scuba obsessed booth or presence at some of these. So, uh,
1: yeah, the shipwrecks and scuba is a, a, an okay one. the the shipwreck the scuba fest, I think you would really enjoy. I know that one's good. And then the Great Lakes Shipwreck Festival, and I, that's in February, and you guys would love that. I mean, that's I I think that's where I met you.
2: Yeah, uh the the notes. ford seahorses uh yeah yep yeah that that was that was a nice show uh i was really pleased with that one uh we did our world underwater was probably the week before in chicago or was it the two weeks before and then uh the following mm-hmm. weekend after the ford seahorses there was the uh, ghost ships up in milwaukee
1: I like that they scheduled them a little bit different this year. If I remember right, we can actually get a weekend of diving in
2: between each one. Oh, that that would be great. Cause I, I was, I, I, was actually getting the point where I couldn't handle going to another show because I had to get underwater. Yep. So. Yeah. So it
0: makes it tough when they're they're so close like that. So. Hey gents, I have got to run. Yep. I've got to hit the hay and uh, get up early for work in the morning. So.
2: Yep, this, um, the same thing here. So I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and end these. Uh, and I can't call it impromptu; it was planned, but didn't work out as planned.
1: So
2: <laughs> this is. Well,
1: thank, <laughs> well thanks for calling me into it. That was an unexpected surprise. Now, well, now I'm couple hours behind on the stuff I had to do but it was far worth
0: it <laughs> yeah thanks I <laughs> think <laughs> yeah,
2: we're known for being bad influences uh, so <laughs> so this is this was uh, thanks everybody for listening Scuba Obsessed episode 36 part 2 for attempt to take 2 uh, and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and hopefully see everybody next week we'll get this internet thing under control and have it back to normal um, so everybody go out Absolutely. there and get wet And dive safe. Okay, and that's where we'll end the edit. And I'm going to hit stop on the recording.